Welcome to Hello Accountability. We're your hosts, Brittany Holloway and Alicia Mitchell. We're two moms serving our families in completely different seasons of life who understand the value of spending time daily in God's word. Our hope for this podcast is to welcome accountability into our personal lives and introduce our listeners to how fulfilling and simple daily fellowship with the Lord can be. Hello and welcome to season two, episode 13 of Hello Accountability. I'm Brittany. And I'm Alicia. And it's great to be back with you today. Yes, absolutely. Were you struggling when I said everything in the right order? I mean, it's a very subjective thing. (laughs) Right order. Your eye twitch. I mean... Episode 13, season two sounds better. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. Not sure that's true, but <laughs> it doesn't actually. How has your week been? It's been good. Let's see. What have we done? We had Easter. We yes. Had a four-day weekend from school. We had I know. Friday off and Monday off. And yesterday I read an entire book in one day. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. That is amazing. I just loved it. And I also got all my letters training done for this unit. I mean, it's a two-year thing, so it's not done. <laughs> so, wow. So did that and lesson planned and yeah. So that really not much more has happened. My boys came home. We saw the Mario Brothers movie with oh, you guys. It was so good. That was a lot of fun. And yeah. What about you? You have younger children. So Easter is a bit more like. It's a more it's of different. a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we went to the Mario movie and mm-hmm. that was something my boys have been looking forward to for at least six months. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like it's been a long six I'm months. sure they've been seeing the ads and previews yeah. for it. Yeah. And I mean, we watched a YouTube video of like 10 minutes of trailers. It was just trailer after trailer oh. after trailer after trailer. And, you know, so they thought they had already seen about half the movie because mm-hmm. they had seen 10 trailer, ten minutes worth of trailers. But it was uh, such a cute movie. I'm a huge Mario fan, just nostalgia. Yeah, you know, for sure. 80s baby here. Um, but so it was just a good time. And it's the first time I've taken all three of my boys to a movie. Oh, well, they did good. Yeah, Brandon had to go take Benjamin to the bathroom about four times. Well, that's actually not... Because he drank, you know, all of his soda yeah. before the movie. Well, it's better than not going to the bathroom, not leaving to go to the bathroom. It's <laughs> also true. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we still struggle with that occasionally as well. Yeah. When does that end? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm 46. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, Easter and... um I love the FCCLA fundraiser mm, where they, yeah. where you pay them and they hide the Easter eggs for you. Yes. In your yard. So you wake up in the morning, you're like, your yard has been egged. Yeah. It's great. That's I awesome. love it. It's my favorite fundraiser. They should try to find a way to incorporate it for other things. I'm not mm. sure what, but it's genius. Yeah. So I always look forward to that. So that was nice. I just get to wake up and kids have their little Easter stuff. You know, we don't even talk about the Easter bunny. Right. It's just kind of like. There's an Easter surprise. There's something and someone brings it in, but, or my middle child goes, 
did you set those baskets out? <laughs> I was like, yes, I did. Well, that's good. I mean, and I said, does it make you feel better to know that a giant bunny didn't break into our home? And he was like, yes, <laughs> I'm sure he did feel better. Because that's that. terrifying. And that's why it I don't even talk of, about it. It kind of is scary. It's honestly. really weird. Yeah. But, and, but they know that's not what Easter is about. Mm-hmm. Easter is about Jesus. And there's that whole like, well, if Jesus is alive, where is he? And that was a oh. fun conversation. Yeah. Because alive means here on earth. And so mm. just good conversations to have with your kids. Um, For sure. That, you know, they make your brain hurt. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know how to explain this to you in a way that makes sense because I'm not sure I fully understand yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, he's here, but he's not in front of, yeah, it's hard to, he is, but he's. And, anyway. you know, do God and Jesus share the same skin? Mm. Yes. Um, slash no. Yes. Slash Is there skin yes. involved? I don't know. Who knows? That's something. I mean, there was at one point, yeah. obviously, but then so that's the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, we all had yesterday off Monday. I had off work. It's a new holiday at, our, at my office. And so it was just nice to all be home together. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad. I did not read a whole book. No, probably not. I never did when my kids were young. Either. I slept in for the first time in I don't know how long. Good. And just had a good day at home. Oh, I'm so glad. So. Everyone needs that. Yes. Well, yeah, no, the dentist was involved too, but we won't talk about it. Oh, for all of you? No, just the kids. Oh, okay. It's, it was fine. Good. Yeah. Fun. Fun times. <laughs> 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 For mm-hmm. me, it's great. For Ollie, it's great. We love going to the dentist. But the other boys, not so much. Yeah. Huh? And there's cavities now, and oh, it just means darn. I'm going to have to take them back. And it's, <sighs> it's hard. It's hard enough scheduling one dentist appointment. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, mm. like, you guys will clean your teeth better because I don't have time for this. You know, but it's like, <laughs> I swear, <laughs> Alex just has good teeth. I mean, like, he takes care of them now, but he hasn't always been super meticulous like any kid but he had just good teeth and anna was like meticulous and she would get cavities and she would be so angry at alex she's like how how do you have swamp mouth or what not really but he's she's like how no that was the same way with me and my brother growing up like i was brushing them flossing them fluoriding them mouth washing all the things and i always had cavities yeah my brother i don't think he had a single cavity it's just it's a combination of things. Sorry to mean to yawn. Yeah. So, yeah. But, well, it's just a drive over and having to do it and schedule appointments and get out of school. And But yeah. it's almost summertime, so maybe that will help with mm. some of that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. Mm. But So, you finished the Gospels, mm-hmm. reading the Easter account, and where did you land? I landed in Hebrews, which is one of my favorite books. Um, so decided to kind of take a deep dive into Hebrews this for this time being. Um, so just my notes from that. Hebrews, the author is anonymous. Some speculate, speculate maybe Paul, but whoever the author is, chapter two shows that he had a firsthand relationship with the disciples of Christ who okay. had walked with Christ. So also not sure who the audience is written to, but the author knows them well. And that audience had firsthand knowledge to the old Testament, um, especially the first five books of the Bible. So, 
um, most likely okay. written to Jewish Christians because they were well-versed in the Old Testament, but were also follow- followers of Christ. Um, and then in the introduction, Jesus is compared and contrasted to key people and events throughout the whole book. So first of all, he's compared and contrasted to angels in the Torah, then Moses in the promised land, priests and Mechesledek. I never can remember. Um, Mechesledek. Yeah. Then the sacrifices and the covenant as well. So I kind of listened to the Bible project and some different sources for some of this information. Um, And the two main goals of the book of Hebrews are to elevate Jesus as superior to those things and to challenge readers to remain faithful to Jesus despite persecution. So those were the two, the two main goals of Hebrews. So in chapter one, um, Jesus, it says Jesus is superior to any of the ways God has revealed himself previously. So Jesus is superior to the Old Testament and to the law. He came to abolish the law, to bring freedom from the law. And it also draws the conclusion that there is no God apart from Jesus. So there goes like our God and Jesus in the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, in verse three, the author then begins drawing the superiority of Jesus to the angels. And so I'm going to read verses five through seven. It says, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son today. I've begotten you or again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes the, his angels winds. He makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. So, um, in verses five through seven, in the Old Testament, God revealed himself through angels and prophets. And these verses show how Jesus is greater than those. Um, God never gave angels family placement. He shows the placement of angels is to worship Jesus, commanded by God. But to Jesus, God said, you, your throne is forever. You rule with authority and uprightness. Your love righteously. You hate wickedness. And then in verses 10 through 12, he says, And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. And these verses show that God is unchanging. Jesus is unchanging. And although the world may shift and change, God never does. And like the changing of clothes, that is the world. But God is consistent. God um, is and has been and always will be unchanged. And the final verses show where Jesus reigns today at the right hand of God. In those verses, it says... Um, And to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So this just shows that although um, the laws and things like that could never be met fully, God is never unchanging. His love is never unchanging. His grace, his forgiveness is not unchanged. Um, So the key takeaway I had from the verses in chapter one this week uh, was the consistency of God, the fact that he is never changing. In this world where things change by the second, the minute, he never does. His character remains the same. His love, compassion, his heart remain consistent. If we remember to keep our eyes focused on him, although things are changing around us, there is peace and comfort and hope. 
It's kind of what I took from it because when you look at the world, it's forever changing. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, like even what is acceptable and not acceptable. And I think, I think it was Gary McNeil said, if you live to please the world, you'll, you'll forever be shifting what you're doing because the Mm, world is forever shifting. But if you live to praise God or into worship God and to please him, your actions, your, your emotions, those things will be consistent because you're focused on God. And that brings a lot of peace into a life. When you think about like, I have one thing to look at, one thing to focus on, one thing to live for. And when I do that, there's just a peace that comes from it because we have God's word to tell us how to do that. And we have the Holy spirit to help direct us. Um, so Anyway, that was the first the first book. So comparing Jesus to the angels and the Torah and how he is superior to those things. So next chapter is Moses and the Promised Land that he can Oh good. Yeah. So how about you? I really think I can tie that in. I'm really excited. Oh exciting. About it. it always it uh, works that way. It, it does. always works that way. So I read Second Samuel sixteen through eighteen. And um we kind of left off where David's son, Absalom, Absalom, mm-hmm. I've ever watched Big Hero 6? Yeah. I don't know why. Every time I say that word, it just makes me think of that movie. And I need to go back and watch it and figure out why. Um, I think there's a character, but anyway. Anyways, Absalom yeah. is um, his son. And so David has fleed Jerusalem because Absalom has kind of riled up the people to love him or kind of pulled them in to love him. And David has left um, to just kind of let that be what it is. Um, So that's just kind of um, just a shift. And, you know, we we go back, zoom back a little bit. And this kind of all started with David and Bathsheba where, Mm -hmm. you know, he sinned there and this is kind of all snowballed past that. Um, And I did want to point out in chapter 15, which I didn't read or talk much about last week. Um, But in chapter 15, verse 30, it says, but David went up to up the ascent of the mountain of olives, weeping as he went. And I think um, I've heard people talk about that before. Like, um, like you still are moving forward, Mm. but you're weeping as you go in the book of Ruth. Yes, Weeping forward. Yeah. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. So I underlined that because I remember. Yeah. So I just like that little, verse there yeah i do too and it also says um all the people that were with him also were weeping as they Mm. went um so all of his people have gone with him all of the 600 that were with him from the very beginning when he was in hiding are all have left with him and all their families so um david is um out in this not really wilderness but he's out away from Jerusalem and um, we come across, I mean, they're just kind of out walking around and I'm sure there's more to it, (laughs) but um, they come to a point where there's this man called Shimei, S H I M E I. So Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of making that up and he is um, cursing David. He says Mm. um, chapter 16, verse six, and it says, and Shimei said, as he cursed, get out, get out, you man of blood, you worthless man. The mm. Lord has avenged on you all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has given the kingdom into the hand of your son, Absalom. See, your evil is on you, for you are a man of blood. And 
the way David handles this is just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there are his people are they they don't see it this way that he should respond as well as he does. But um, so one of David's people says, "Why should this dead dog curse the Lord, my Lord, the King? Let me go over and take off his head." Oh, wow. (laughs) But David, he responds, he says, What have I to do with you, um, you sons of Zeruiah? If he is cursing because the Lord has said to him, Curse David, who then shall say, Why have you done so? And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, Behold, my own son seeks my life. How much more may now may this Benjaminite leave him alone and let him curse, for the Lord has told him to. It may be that the Lord will look on the wrong done to me and that the Lord will repay me for good for his cursing today. So David and his men went on the road and Shimei went along on the hillside opposite him and cursed as he went and threw stones at him and flung dust. And the king and all his people who were with him arrived weary at the Jordan and there he refreshed himself. And so David just kind of like he accepts this cursing. He accepts this humiliation um, saying that, this might be God's judgment upon me. This might be mm-hmm. God using him to bring his judgment on me. Um, and he accepted that, like he accepted that that might be God mm. speaking to him through that. Right. Um, and like, he just accepted that um, circumstance. Like he was mm-hmm. looking, he's looking at all of this. He's looking for the Lord in all of it. Like this right. is not just some arbitrary happenstance you know where this random guy is cursing at him like god may be using this yeah um and then he's like but if it's not for if it's not god doing it then god will deal with it yeah it's like yeah it's either he's he's you know using this or he will deal with it like i don't have to worry about it what a way to live honestly right like Mm -hmm. there's just like the you know like god is consistent like he is never changing and so he knows that he can trust god in whatever this happens to be yeah and then you know at the end of chapter verse 14 it says and there he refreshed himself and that i think that's key you know like there's a piece in that like you know he kind of took all that on that humility or no that's not the word (laughs) like the uh um humiliation humiliation yeah um, you know, name calling stones, dust being thrown on him. You know, he just kind of took like it. Dust being, yeah. So, um, anyway, so that was chapter sixteen. Um, in chapter seventeen, um, David. Well, actually, back go back a little bit. David had sent one of his men to go back into Absalom's king, like to be in there and be one of his um advisors. Mm. Like he sent him back and just like you, you go be loyal to him. Well, not really. You go be an advisor for him, but you're loyal to me kind of thing. So he has a, not really a spy, but he has someone in there in his court. And um, so Absalom had asked one of his advisors to give him, like, what should we do? And he gives him his opinion. And then um, he actually says, well, why don't you bring in this other guy, which was um, a really hard word to say. Um, So I'm not going to say it. No, it's fine. and Hushai. Hushai? Yeah, Hushai. I'm going to say it. Hushai. Is he shy? <laughs> Hushai. He's shy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the guy that David had sent in. And so this, 
The other guy's name is hard to say as well. So his name starts with an A. So we're going to call him A. Mr. A. Mr. A. Mr. A. So he is like, hey, why don't you bring in this other guy and see what he says? And so he gives a different opinion. And Absalom's like, yeah, that sounds good. And all the elders are like, yeah, that sounds good. Um, And so they, I'm not going to go into all of that just because I don't think it matters which way they really went. Right. But the Lord had ordained whatever was going to happen through Mm. what Hushai had said, um, H had said, H, yeah. Um, and in verse 14, it says, For the Lord had ordained to defeat the good counsel of Mr. A, so that the Lord might bring harm upon Absalom. Mm-hmm. And so, Mr. A's advice, it may have actually been good advice for Absalom, it may have actually brought about what they needed for, for him to rise up to. Or to defeat David, or to right. you know, like for their own plans, I guess. But that's not what God had ordained, mm. and so that's not what happened. Or you know, and so like, yeah, there's we see later that Mister A actually kills himself because they didn't go with his plan. Oh wow! And I just remembered my husband and I've been talking about um, Proverbs sixteen nine a lot. Which says, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Mm. And, like, they had made this plan, and I think oftentimes we can make really good plans. Oh, yeah. Which will will actually help establish what we are trying mm. to figure out. And, like, I am really good at thinking about a problem and trying to find a way to make it all work. Kind of like a Jenga puzzle. Yeah. And then there are often there are times it doesn't work yeah (laughs) and it frustrates me but i'm like it should have worked it should have Mm. been able to be figured out right um but it doesn't matter because that's not what god had ordained um and so even if his advice would have been wise and it would have been good and right and it would have ended up the way that they were thinking that was not Mm. what god had set out for them and i i just kind of liked that i mean i hate it for that guy because he I mean, he killed himself because he took that weight on so yeah. much. You know, like my plans were like they. I don't know. He just took it so personally that yeah. he had to end his life. And uh, you know, I don't think about that happening often in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like it seems like it's more of a modern day problem where someone's right. feeling so trapped in their own circumstances that they take their life. And uh, like we see, it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, like. The feelings that you feel obviously are heavy, and but it's not. They're it's not the, truth. They're not truth, but it's mm-hmm. also not something that is new. Like it's been mm. some of the, I mean, this is from back. These are the Bible times, you know. Right. Like this is even before Christ. Yeah, yeah. These are things that people have been struggling with. And I can't remember the verse where it talks about, but like the things that you struggle with are not just, they're not new to you. They're not, mm. you know, you're not the only one to have ever experienced this thing that you're going through. Right. Which that's a big tool to like, I think Satan uses to try and get us to be distant from other believers. It's like, you're the only one going through this. So yeah. no one's going to understand it. So don't even talk to anybody about yeah. it. And it's like, no, it's if you're feeling true. that way, you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they go, the, the whole thing, they ended up getting close to David and they're going, or yeah, they're getting close to David and they're going to try to fight him. And David tells his men like, okay, we're going to take them, but don't, don't kill my son, Absalom, Mm. like be gentle with him. And, you know, a couple of David's guys 
they decide not to. They find him and they kill him. Um, and that was not his plan. But they come to him at the end of all this and like, good news for my Lord, the King, for the Lord has delivered you this day from the hand of all who rose up against you. And this was good news for David, you know, like his enemies were destroyed and Israel's going to come back together, but his son has now died Mm. and he is grief stricken. He's just, um, it says, and the King was deeply moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, he said, Oh, my son, Absalom, my son, my son, Absalom, would I had died instead of you? Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Mm. And, you know, just still that like humility of just like, this wasn't like a fight for kingship. Right. This was, you know, this was just an unfortunate happenstance of life and circumstances. Um, But he still grieved the son, grieved at the loss of his son and wished for another outcome. Mm. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, we see that through the ringer consistently with him. Anytime like an enemy of his dies, like he's never happy about it. No, it's never good news for him. Right. And again, I think that just speaks to his character, his Mm -hmm. steady character of why, you know, we continue to hear him called a man after Mm -hmm. God's own heart. Right. I think we tend to focus on the sin problems that David had when we want to not think about the, you know, but truth, like, you're right. His steadiness of character when difficult things happen. Mm-hmm. That's what's really, in, I mean, incredible about him. For and sure. accepting the judgment that, you know, mm-hmm. it's most, I mean, more, it's less than what's actually rightfully due yeah, us. Right. But, Death is what's, yeah. you know, like just, and I think we talked about that last week. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we should never discount anyone because of their sin. Right. But, you know, just he's, such a good example for mm. so many things. <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But Well, very good. That's good. That's all I have. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, not over, not too much. I mean, it like that. I can keep going. <laughs> I know. No, actually, I couldn't. <laughs> I know, me either. <laughs> well, very so, good. So. Do you want to pray for us? Or did I? Do you want to pray for us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I can pray. You pray for us. Okay. Okay. God, I thank you for today, and I thank you for, your again, your word, and um, just that you are consistent and steady. Your character never changes throughout history, whether we are the beginning of time or now, um, that we can rely on you, we can look to you, and if we keep our eyes focused on you, then that is the only thing that we need to worry about. Um, we just praise you for who you are, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Hello Accountability. We really pray that today has been a blessing to you, and we look forward to hearing from you. If you enjoy listening, we would love to hear your feedback. You can follow, rate, or review us on your favorite platform. This helps us to know what you like, and it helps others to find us in the future.